welcome back elastics and non-elastics but mainly polymers to a, an episode Ooh, that wow. i have no say in making you know i was forced into this and i would like to point out that i would i have very i have so much confidence that kellum understands what i was saying now more than ever <laughs> this was a no this was a, a, this I is a no because and i'm giving you a different idea <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah you know kellum we have one of our favorite guests back with Colin from the Queer Queer Film. Back, Colin, introduce yourself again. Hello, my name is Colin, and I help run and sometimes host the Q2Q Film Festival and subsequent podcast. And I can attest, having worked with and directed Kellum on stage, he is a fabulous scene partner. And Thank you. And a glory to direct. He, ta he takes it so well. He always has ideas, but not too many. You know, he does his job. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. And yeah, I would yeah. I would argue as uh, somebody who's also been on stage with Kellum during improv, not scripted, and uh, also just been a friend of Kellum's for 15 years that, uh, yeah, he does have too many ideas. He can keep some of those back. <laughs> you don't need to always All offer right. those solutions. Right. You know, look, sometimes, look. sometimes he's like, hey, man, I know in my head this sounded like an eight, but yeah. as it comes out, it's a four. And I'm like, yeah, you should have kept that in your head. All right. right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> that's why you needed me on though kellum so that yes. i can balance it'll like start as like a um a loving commemoration and then right move into roast you I, know, and I need that i can play that tennis yeah. match that's yeah. that's the energy i'm looking for i mean like don't, don't get me wrong i am of no help because i am here just to be the straight man in all senses right in comedy mm -hmm. and in uh you know so like when kellum is supposed to be the wild artiste who comes in like flailing things about right. but much like right. ice cube i'm gonna knock some of that yeah. shit down and be like, we're not acknowledging that i'm i'm the i'm the queer color on on here i i'm, I'm bringing all of the the hot asexual non-binary takes to the uh to, to the pod here and uh yeah we we have we have ratioed out thomas here but we are we're allowing him to to continue to to co-host this because as we should um but yeah yeah you uh you heard properly well, i think mm -hmm. that i think of you as jim carrey you're wonderful, but sometimes some of the stuff is saved for bloopers. You see, like there is like, right. you know, that's the way I look at it. You right, know? right. There was like, a, there was like a whole documentary of me being like a huge piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kellum, as a non-binary person, do you see Flubber as a non-binary icon? Because I feel like there's a conversation to be had about Flubber's gender based on what we are shown. I do know that there's a lot we have to get into before we get there, but just out of curiosity, right off the bat, what are your thoughts on that? Short answer, yes. Okay. Long answer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my main Slight, slightly more be, yes. <laughs> I think it would be not applicable because like any alien form or substance, it's not, I don't think they should subscribe to the same physics or laws that right. man has placed on us, you know? Right. I think if anything, Flubber is agender. Uh, that, that's what, that, that's yeah, what I we, think, we I think refer to Flubber as you know, Flubber. It's yeah. male, female, non-binary, Flubber. But I think the genders that's are, they do make a point of gender in this movie. They really go to great lengths to make sure you know right. Rebo is a woman. Yes. And Weebist, wait, that's not her name. We, we, <laughs> Rebo. Weebist. No, Weebist. <laughs> She's she's a girl too. Yeah, this 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 weebo robot that's really into Naruto. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry with its headband. My anime Mind is showing. You. I'm so I had, sorry. No, it's perfect. I, I never such, thought of that joke. I had such horrible horrible issues oh, with that effing robot as an adult. 
and not a child. Because as a child, I was like, I don't get any of this nonsense. Like, you're uh, as an adult that broke dumb. your heart into a thousand pieces. No, as an adult, I was like, I want to murder this robot so effing bad. Like, you're a robot. One, who gave you emotions? Two, who made you petty and vindictive? And three, you are sabotaging this man's life from the jump. Like, do you have any doubts that the other two times that he stood up his girl at the altar is because of his robot? Because I guarantee you it was. That robot's like, so I'm you, myself. So you're, the, you're, the, you're, the, you're the guy in 2049 that's administering the, the test to Ryan Gosling and making sure that his shit's right so that he doesn't have to, like, blow his face off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just Encoded, saying. encoded, encoded. Yeah. Cells, cells. <laughs> for me, personally... This movie is horrendous. Well, I just want to go ahead and get that out the way right now. Uh, okay. This wouldn't make this might make my bottom five Robin Williams. You know, like it, and I'll tell you exactly why. It's a Disney movie. I don't think Robin Williams should have been all over here in like this Disney movie for kids. Like Robin, like Aladdin was perfect, but they are stifling you so hard right now. And I bet you, if you could see like the stuff he was saying off camera that was not for children, this movie would be better. Well, there, there's also like that huge. There's there's like a huge history of like conflict between Robin and and Disney vis a vis his appearance as Genie. Like that was like a huge thing because Robin Williams was like, "Hey, I I sure I will do this role, but you cannot use me to market the film at all. Like under no circumstances will I allow that. <coughs> I don't I don't want it to be like, oh, come see Robin Williams. He's doing a silly voice in our thing. And like definitely not like for merchandising things. And they're like, yeah, no, totally. And then immediately we're like using him to like like his the like the genie likeness to like sell Burger King shit. And so that's why in Aladdin 2, it's the, the guy who does Homer Simpson's voice and mm-hmm. not Robin Williams. But I, I digress for the for the first and I'm sure last time. Um, yeah, this I have I have made uh, like as very quickly upon beginning this, I was like, you know, it's like how you can't eat food ironically. Like you can't like go to a restaurant and be like, oh yeah, let's like wouldn't it be funny if we, like, we went here? We, we went to Guy Fury's restaurant. We we ate all this. You still have to do it with your human body. Um, you can't like watch things ironically at a certain point. That being said. <laughs> There were, I th- I found a lot. I found a lot that I appreciated about this film. Uh, you know, uh, you're, you know, yeah, your voice is saying that's real convincing. Did I watch it alone? Right. Yes. Okay. I, I I also watched it alone and sober. So you know, those are two things that might have hurt the film. But yeah, I subjected a friend, and that okay. ended up being a very smart idea because yeah. really all we did is just kind of riff. You know, yeah. it turned into one of those. Um, we we were doing our best auditions for Mystery Science Theater, and oh. that ended up being. I mean, if anybody is looking for a way to watch Flubber, like I would actually recommend that y'all give Flubber another another try next time y'all are you know yeah. sharing space. I think that would be really fun. I think I would rather watch Paul Blart Mall Cop too. <laughs> okay, sure actually, this is yeah. So this is this is an important. Th- Why do I have a knife? This is an important. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> It's, sorry, I have my kitchen knives here. Um, uh, yeah, we will. We will, in fact, be watching Paul Blart Mall Cop too. It will happen. We will not watch the first one. Um, but uh, I, I do think, which is which. This, this is, I do, and I, I've seen that movie a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times. It is a tradition. I, I'm part of the the group of people that watches Paul Blart Mall Cop two every Thanksgiving. 
because all 12 of you film. yes well it's like the room a, is it like the room situation where it's like all right it's time to watch kind kind i will say the first time i watched that movie i laughed out loud several times and i don't know what that says about me but it's not good (laughs) (laughs) you picked up a knife to defend paul blart mall cop too yeah yeah i I immediately picked up my cleaver (laughs) so what were the things about flubber that you enjoyed oh let me tell you okay so i the i enjoyed knowing that Robin Williams is doing all of this by himself. So a lot of the physical comedy. When I was, when I was a child, I am not lying to you. I was like fully in belief with the mysticism yeah. and was kind of like, yeah. yeah, like Robin Williams is like using the tennis ball or playing with some stuff or doing it something. So and like realistic. Yes, stand-ins, like doing whatever because I'm a child and like this is the best CG that there is at the moment. Yeah. And then watching it now, I was like, this man is in this room by himself with like 30 people behind the camera staring at him just jumping up and down doing silly stuff yeah. making faces this is i was laughing at how bad that part was but i would say I, I what i did enjoy thoroughly is seeing all of the recognizable actors and actresses in this film that i did not remember being in this film did not remember yeah. marcy gay harden we, we got our we got our boy big brown buffalo we, bill man yes yeah. thank you we, we have buffalo bill and our boy big brown making a return from highlander like yes he had to and show he up fucking said something exactly like buffalo bill when he was when the villain the main villain asks him what happened he's like and then the baseball was thrown and then it hit him in the head like it was like that's a horrible buffalo bill but it was literally the same inflection i'm like this it's a different movie (laughs) yeah this eddie vetter marble mouth kind of thing yeah yeah i also really enjoyed the fact that this this movie (laughs) thought that that people are are these people somebody like somebody wrote down that the, oh like this is a person this is what people act like like yeah. I'm, I'm certain that this was made by by like robots not human beings can i ask either one of you a thing how many no. times would you be at the altar ready for your wedding and your partner not show up for you to like just not have that happen because i'm gonna guess once is enough you yeah. know not yeah. three times not you, you stood me up three times and we'll still work it out by the end not hey well, um yeah you're that forgetful who, how also, another question, if you love somebody as much as you claim and you have a wedding, are you going to forget that your wedding is that day? So I, I think there's an, there's an important caveat here. Uh, Robin Williams' character is clearly autistic. Like we, we all, that, that's, that's very, that's very apparent. Is, is that, was that only apparent to me? Like it, it, it was, it that he's, no, he's, it's, it comes across. It just yeah. doesn't come across in a way that is intelligent about autistic people no no it's in this in the same way of of like having an asexual person be like a stapler on a desk and like like that level of emotional engagement yeah it's it's like the most like yeah it's not it's not great representation my partner just came out of the bathroom he was pretending to be a gay velociraptor so anyway back time song is always rhyme i also though would like to point out that you know this movie is for children because I have another question for any of the listeners and our guests and our host, co-host. Are you marrying somebody and not living with them? If you're already at the, the point of like marriage, like why would, why would y'all not be living together? And therefore she, your partner, who, whomever it is would say, Hey, like we're getting married today. And then also be at the house to be like, are you not getting ready? Cause you know, or send somebody from the wedding party to go ensure that he is present at the wedding. You know, things that like every human on earth does. 
you know, I was well, curious. You bring up an that. interesting idea because as we change the way that we see how our relationships have to look, as we start to break away from the molds that are given to us that we feel like we have to rip our hearts out, compress, melt, and then put into the grinder again, just because of all of the toxicity of America and the world. But I think that if, as we do, it's very possible. Like I even was exploring this. I mean, I have every intention to move in or well, I'm currently living with my fiance, but we are going to continue living together. But I distinctly remember like, even I think it was yesterday. I was like, you know what, wherever you are, that's where I feel like home is. So it's not like I have to, like the space maybe is less important to them. Maybe it's just like something that they carry with them wherever they end up. Maybe it doesn't have to do with the face that they actually own together. Does that make sense? That probably doesn't make any sense. That I mean, does, I, but I, I, I can I think see what you're saying. But what you're, you're implying is that then you're still seeing your partner on a more regular basis outside of work. And like, I'm not a hundred percent believing that interaction with them i'm it's like mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't even look like she's been over to your house and like brought things over or you've brought things to her like there's it there's no mixing of the lives it feels like because that's not yeah. what happens until you get married in a family film apparently i mean that i it's important i think to understand i think that we're looking for uh more kind of anything then this film was really like prepared to like really like kids kids oh kids really need to like have a have a relationship that makes sense because nothing about their relationship makes a fucking ounce of sense no like it, it's it's like cute like in like a very superficial manner but like the more you delve into it it's like this doesn't make any sense like that immediately so you would assume that these people have been dating for some amount of time if they're at getting least, married. At least several years, three times they've yeah, been married. I mean, they're they're also they're an older couple. Like yeah. they're they're in their 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 late thirties, early forties. Mm -hmm. And so I think that typically couples that, that get married at that time are together longer. Um that I it seems odd. Like also that like immediately, like day after like like that that evening after he doesn't show up at the 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 church she is seeing wilson or is it wilson winston wesley uh, wilson, is the, wilson is the volleyball on right in castaway she, she's castaway. seeing the volleyball and they're having like a romantic di like dinner and the volleyball kisses her and like it's a whole thing and she's like oh yeah we'll go to the like maybe we'll like we'll go out to dinner and like you know like we have all of this time to get to know each i'm like fuck his hat and then she's like immediately like with robin williams like i don't know you yeah <laughs> you are you are like and surprising no one the guy who is possibly wilson some yes. kind of w name adjacent he's a villain and i'm like he looks let's like just call him um scooter because he's scooter and happy gilmore so let's just call oh, him oh and he isn't he also in twin peaks yeah yes he's, yes which he's really good at actually but yeah, uh, as everybody he's a, he's a villain face he has a villain face, but he also has the villain haircut, yes. which the only person in the 90s that was able to sidetrack the villain haircut and have that haircut was Michael Keaton, because Michael Keaton can do whatever he wants and just Absolutely. be Absolutely. relatable. He can be a yeah. villain, he can be an anti-hero and everything in between. And so I think that um, there were a lot of characters like him. I, I For something, some reason it was coming to mind, I was thinking of Dr. Doolittle, the guy who was always 
you know, the, cause I loved that movie, the Dr. Doolittle film when I was younger as well. Are we talking about the Eddie Murphy joint? The Eddie Murphy one. Yes, he had yes. that friend that he, that gets punched at the end, if I right yes. recall. He has, he has douchebag hair. Yeah. And yeah. then the other guy, I was thinking, oh, the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus has the like, he's not a villain. He's just a nice guy that's with the wife. Yeah. The one where Tim Allen kills Santa Claus. It's a really nice heartwarming <laughs> film of murder and betrayal. He immediately murders Santa Claus. Murders Santa and then <laughs> starts to, uh, proceeds to uh, put some snow up his nose. Um, and then- um, theft. But then I was thinking about, there's, there's actually more, there's more that is in this film that actually crosses over into all kinds of 90s films. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so that the douchebag character who's like trying to get the wife, Let's yes. talk about the wife. She usually has brunette hair. Mm. She's usually played by someone adjacent to Sally Field. She's usually like very professional. She's probably ignored by the husband. We've yeah. got hijinks upon hijinks upon hijinks. There's so much fucking physical slapstick in this movie. Yes. That is, and also the Home Alone gimmick that was in every movie. It was like, Home Alone wasn't a gimmick. That was the whole premise of the movie is he set traps. But then I feel yeah. like so many, there's like little inventions like the the beat not the, the Rube Goldberg just, devices and stuff yeah, yeah the Casper like conveyor belt thing like there's little yeah. devices that make things and so many fucking 90s movies yeah so this is just kind of like a bad version of a 90s movie I think that's yeah. a great a fair point but also I would like to bring up because you brought up a great point with the Sally Fields adjacent and everything of those natures do you think that they've had sex ever even one time well it's Disney no. so no no because at the end remember when they finished they finish beating every villain up. Even the guy who was on Star Trek, they beat up that kid. Yeah. And then they don't Believe even kiss. Me. They slowly yeah. walk off screen. Yeah, they hold hands and they're just like, oh, yeah, there's, okay. there's no- so are you, are you gonna marry, like, are you gonna, are you gonna marry somebody pre-kissing or <laughs> holding hands or romanticism of any kind? Like, what? I mean, no. if I'm not in a Disney film, no. <laughs> Only if there's some kind of like if okay for example, it, if it's a Casablanca situation, you get on this plane and possibly a lot of people will be saved. I I might be able to do that, but not for any other reason besides that. No. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, it was. I I don't. So I, when I was watching it initially, I tried to have an open mind and be like, okay, what is this film telling me? And then I was like, absolutely nothing. So let, I moved on. What's the message of Flubber? So what? What am I? What am I getting from this film? Mm. And these are all the messages that the film was telling me, and that's why I keep wanting to bring them up. It's because I'm just like, you know, you know. Also, it makes Scooter or Shooter McGavin looked like uh, Shooter McGavin looked like hit what he's doing makes sense, like. Yeah, man, I'm just gonna rip off all your stuff, steal your girls, steal all your inventions. And I'm gonna be making all this money, and I admit it, so it's all good. I'm not lying about what I'm doing or who I am. And you're like, what? And you're yeah. like, yeah, he gets his comeuppance. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys, he, he was still like doing better than Robin Williams was. Right. You know, it's I, like I do like the this idea of this this. Disney personified evil of like oh the evil guy is very upfront about like what he's doing there is no subterfuge yeah. at all he gets there he's like hey I steal all your shit because I don't know I'm evil and I'm also here to steal your fiance I will catch you later 
Like, yeah. it, that, that and he was open. Like, hey, man, like, yeah, when you don't show up for your wedding, I'm going to yeah. let you know I'm stealing your girl. Like, Which no. is why Disney movies now do not work. Yeah. They keep trying to do the surprise. Guess what? The wheel in Wally is evil. Guess what? That obviously evil prince in Frozen is evil. Mm. Not surprising. And so you don't have any of the theatrical enjoyment that you get. And that was my favorite part of the Disney movies. Ursula, Cruella, Scar, Jafar, yeah. they're gone. The yeah, other yeah. in the live actions, but they're really just diluted. I mean, there's, they don't do the, the established, in other words, they don't understand irony anymore. Understanding yeah. that when Ariel is giving her voice to the obviously evil sea witch, you're fearful because you're like, oh my God, Ariel, I know what you're doing is so wrong. They don't do that anymore because they think mm. that we're too stupid or something. And they're like, oh, surprise. Like, yeah. I want a villain who loves being evil, who's like, yes. no, this is my shit, and I make this look good, and I'm going to <laughs> also, continue to do this. Why, why are we sexualizing Flubber and robots? And on top of those two things, wait, um, <laughs> why is Flubber? No, it is. They, like, it is. I'm telling you, there's like a whole dance sequence, and Flubber's like, yeah, I got Curtis, oh, check okay. me out. All I guess. Stuff also, Flubber's making butt shapes with. Yeah, like just walking behind women. ladies. It's like, hey, look at this how butts sway and move. Look at this. I like how like that, that. Like, that did not read to me as, oh. as sexual at all. It's just like, okay, he's a. Robin a, Williams a literally stretches, got a butt. stretches the Flubber, puts his face all up in it, and starts licking and like, ah, okay. and then pulls his face back off. Which brings me to another point that, like, scientific, like, the, the, the scientific safety precautions that Robin Williams takes are laughable. At one point, he's wearing a safety suit with, is like, has, like, leg holes wider than the Grand Canyon. And, like, he's got, like, <laughs> nothing's tucked in. He takes, like, there's a, a gelatinous, sentient ooze that he creates. And his first thing that he does is stretch it out real big and put his face in it. <laughs> yeah, he... He's wearing like the equivalent of the the hot girl in the fantasy game where yes. her her entire armor is on her boobs and her butt and then yeah. nothing else is covered because you know the enemy is going to have to stab you in one of your breasts. That's the only place. That That's the most, yeah. so. <laughs> the most obvious place to stab. It's the most obvious where else would you stab? I don't know. That sounds dumb. <laughs> hey, I'm gay. Don't ask me where else I would stab. <laughs> right? Oh Lord! Oh. Yeah, but no, I, I'm just I, kidding. Invite me to your threesomes. Anyone out there? Ah, and yeah. then... That that is that's that that's real identity affirming though. That I did not pick up that they were trying to sexualize this piece of putty. Okay, <laughs> but did you get that they were trying to sexualize Weibo? Because oh, let's sure. track Weibo's arc. Yeah. Weibo starts as hopelessly in love with Robin Williams. Yeah, mm -hmm. Weibo dies for Robin Williams and Weibo from the grave tells Robin Williams that she has created a child based on her assumed likeness and Robin Williams's likeness and personality pairings. Yeah. And then says, here you go, it's we bet. Yeah, we made a baby. We made I'm a pregnant. baby and you had nothing to do with it. Congratulations. Yeah. I stole your <laughs> sperm in your sleep and I made this robo baby. That's, she um, tries I, to. Yes. I, the, the person I was watching it with was like, she is a hologram coming in to touch this man and he has no idea that she's going to do this. You, you know yeah. what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the scene in Ghostbusters where Dan Aykroyd gets a glow's blowjay. <laughs> like, this is a weird scene yeah. in the, the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his ghost glowy. Yeah. 
shit. With the most sideways ghost blowjob. Never <laughs> forget. Just like but why? For whom? I would I would like to question Weibo because just like you say, I would say who's worse? Weibo or Gone Girl? Like, would you rather have Amazing Amy or Weibo? Because they're both the same level of crazy. Uh, but one happens to not be a human. Amazing like- Amy. The reason why is because Amazing Amy will strip you naked. And in the bathroom, when she's sure you don't have a wire, she'll tell you her game. Weibo at no point is like, hey, Robin Williams, here's the play. I'm so sorry, but this is what I need to feel safe. At least Amy gives Ben Affleck whose character at Nick, Nick, she yeah. gives him that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, that, yeah. And she's Rosamund Pike. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I would have, yeah. I would have, as Nick, would have told Amy with no wires on in the privacy of the bathroom, strip naked. I'm going to murder you the next time you come into the bathroom. <laughs> 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 like, like, <laughs> let you know. Like, I'll just do the, the crime actually now and then let everybody yeah. hate me. That's okay. I'll just murder you. There you go. There you go. Well, I mean, there tales all this time again. Um, yeah. Ooh, but- okay. But I have a weird question now. So, are there hmm. any problematic characters from movies that you are attracted to? A lot of them come to mind for me. Like, it, you know, like villains are like evil or not even attracted, like, where you're like, this is a really, mm, this is an interesting person, but they're clearly I mean, not a lover. But in a film we're gonna get to in a second, a hundred percent. You okay. know, but I mean, most villains I find at least somewhat attractive. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, like in general, it's it's you know? my thing. You know, being an Ivan Ooze or you know, yes. like like any like you know, real man really knows how to. You work are the football. second person today, the same <laughs> person that watched Club with me was saying that one of their sexual awakenings was fucking Ivan Ooze, and I'm like, I did not know everyone. I did. I was sleeping on this. I loved <laughs> Ivan Ooze. That was one of my formative movies. I didn't know everybody was like Daddy Ivan Ooze. Can we make that a hashtag? Yeah, yeah hashtag Daddy Ivan yeah, Ooze. Daddy Ooze. Trending. Just Daddy oh, Ooze. I think you get that. Trending. Daddy yeah. Ooze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would like He's to say Ivan. that most people who are sane in the world would probably have said the white ranger tommy but you know that's sure <laughs> but he's not a villain <laughs> he's oh, a, yeah, he, he, he was a villain when he was the green ranger yes right. that was meant that was possession rita yeah. yeah hey we all would love to be possessed okay so so being possessed leads me to my next rita rita repulsa absolutely that whole every every power rangers villain like like because they're yeah they, especially they have, the ones in psycho gorman those power rangers villains yes because well, the thing is one is every villain i mean especially like we grew up in the the, the 90s and early aughts uh every villain was queer-coded so i'm already like yes absolutely <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a villain in a movie that i because I'm sure y'all both have this experience at least adjacently. I had a series of VHSs. I mean, we didn't have all the money in the world. So I just like had some that I would shuffle and just watch over and over. One of those were, well, a couple of those were Power Rangers movies. And one of them Mm. was like the second one where they had these like discount Yoda people. And one of them, the lead lady who was a villain was named like Diva Toss or Diva Tox. And she was straight up like the hottest drag queen. She was like Michelle Visage oh, and like, yeah. she was like a Rita, but then Rita at the beach kind of situation. And I was like, okay. that's interesting. And I, I vaguely remember that. 
Yeah. Like it was good. Yeah. I um uh, another when one life was simple and, and all you gotta do is be clear to be a villain, you know? Yeah. 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 Simpler times. But uh, another one for me was definitely um uh speaking of Ghostbusters, was uh Gozer in Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The the flat top absolute also uh uh Sarah Jessica Par- Parker Sanderson's sister. I remember that being a, a oh yes, that was yeah. that was a sexy witch yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, that might yeah. be one of the best if in terms of top ten sexy witch moments when she's on the it's creepy because she's, she's singing on the broom. She's yeah, on the broom. We know. Yeah. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. Anything yeah. else about Flubber? Is there anything we wanted to cover about Flubber? Well, I mean, there's I mean, there's I so mean, much. You feel free. There, there's, there, there's so much that can be said. I mean, like, uh, it's all stuff that that hardly bears mentioning. The fact that you know, Big Brown and Buffalo Bill would have immediately died in this situation when they have when Buffalo Bill is getting a bowling ball flung at 800 miles an hour at his Thank dome you. piece like four times, like that. There's no. That, how how is it that there were not more bowling ball and anvil related accidents among how is it, uh, our age group with how the, is it the way that, that Disney was like, oh no, it's fine. You can take like expensive. eight or ten of these. Also, I want to ask, how is it that there were no police involved in this film, like arresting yeah. Robin Williams? Or neighbor. If I have a neighbor, if I have a neighbor who breaks every single one of my windows with random experiments or has explosions going yeah. off all the time, or is there, like what it's like this is 90s white suburbia, like where no problems exist. Like what are we what are we doing here? Like how is there yeah like it, no, which is why when, small when soldiers is a fucking art film, got it yes. right. Yes, Small Sun right Soldiers right. is one of the most underrated films of all time. We we need to do that. Um, want, I will no, no. How dare you? I how dare just, you? Hey, thirteen year old Thomas or how old I was saw it in the theaters and he it covered it for me. He covered it for me. I'm not it was, watching. It's so uh, good. You know, I would rather watch you, Indian in the cover. When, you know? when was the last or, time I'm you sorry, watched like, it? Watch Small Soldiers. Yeah, dude, like at least fifteen years ago. Trust me watch it again that's all i'm saying just, just like just trust me on this is it's good it's not Tommy like good Jones like his best performance yeah. really. listen yeah. listen i want both of you to know that I, you're gonna have to wait at least like two weeks to give me any recommendations on something again because that's, that's reasonable i just i just watched flubber for you that's okay fair. so you- that's fair. i did have the thought of like what like midway through i was like i've put three people through this myself <laughs> included. Like I, I did i wrought this upon three people but so another thing I want to talk about with this is so a, a core, and also I forgot that like the main like conflict scene of this is the basketball game. Like that didn't register for oh me that like God. that was like the main scene of this film is this fucking basketball game with this goofy shit where they're like, I don't see anything going on here. It seems like a normal game of basketball. Um, but yeah, the core, like one of the main like things of this film is, oh, this college is going to shut down. It doesn't have money. Robin Williams has created artificial intelligence that flies around in a tiny robot. Thank Sell you. that. Why are we doing this thing with Flubber? You've created artificial intelligence that's seamless, passes any kind of Turing test. Like, what, what's the problem here? It's First Fallen standard. Kingdom. It's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom where they've cloned a child yeah. trying to sell dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, yeah. Also, yes. can we, just for a second, I just want to point out, because this 
what school in that's not like DeVry University do you foresee as shutting down ever in, in time? Like, that's not how colleges work. Like, if a college exists where, like, there's actual colleges, this isn't like a, hey, this college started two years ago, college. This college. Right. This, is, this is not a center for massage therapy. This is like a, this, this, this is the thing. So, um, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, this, uh, somebody's shutting down this. What? That's not how I mean education works. I'm sure yeah, they're wanting happens. us to worry about this college, and at no point do we worry about the college. And no. honestly, I was, as it was approaching, I think some character, I think they're actually, the guy that she's seeing is talking to a Jason. Oh, she's more than a Jason Sally Field. She's amazing. It's Marsha Gay Harden. She's yes. in Pollock. She's amazing in so many things. She's great in the myths. I love her. But yes, it's really weird watching Mrs. Carmody right. not get like what she wants because the whole time I'm just like, what you get, bitch? Like, I hate you. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, she's, she's such a good villain. But she's uh, Marcia, May, to... Marlene, I can't, that, like, that's the four names yes. movies. Yeah. Great yeah. in that, too. Yes. Oh, yes. But she's talking to the guy and at, at the corner of their house, and she's like, or he suggests, I'll kiss you if the basketball team wins, or they strike up some kind of deal yeah like she'll she'll take him out to dinner if 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 they're if his team wins and if uh or if if her team wins and if his team wins they'll go spend a weekend in the mountains together have sex is what we're trying just he'll just say no one has sex it's disney no one ever has sex no one's ever had sex the world without sex sure but i was thinking in my head like there are so many things in the 90s that were just basketball adjacent or just straight up like basketball Air Bud, Space Jam, NBA Jam, where you could be the Never champion. forget Luck of the Irish, the Disney Channel movie. Oh, that's right. I fucking love that movie, man. Like, that was one of my favorites. Absolutely. No, that was, you're right. It was a big deal. It was a big yeah. deal in the 90s. You know, Michael yeah. Jordan existed. That was why basketball was in the 90s, that's guys. Come right. on. I yeah. think that might have been it. Like, but, but there are, it's like, no, I there's mean, more, guys. White man can't jump. Uh, which they did they did a Uh, oscars they came back hoop dreams for a reason they did you know what was the best part of the oscars because for me the funniest and best part was the 28 year celebration of pulp fiction because everybody remembers 28 years is the big anniversary date yes that was the best part the pulp fiction reunion was the best part i'm sure we're going to talk talk about pulp fiction in just a moment here Yes. You know, yeah. Maybe a little bit. But let, uh, any other thoughts? Because then we, we should have rate this bad boy and get on out of here. When, yeah, I, I'd i like to see a gritty reboot of Flubber. I'm going to say, call it right now. Let's, uh, oh my God. <laughs> like, like, okay. I have a pitch. I Do want, it. I want, it. I have a pitch to you. I want a horror version, but it's the Flubber. And instead yes. of it being a nice, wholesome family movie where everybody is getting slapsticked, it's about the flubber taking on sentience and going into people's minds and like changing and like, and he starts to change. So think Cronenberg, think the fly, but it's the flubber. It's like blob effects and everything yes. is gritty and practical. Yes. And Marsha K. Carden can come back as the main character. Why the fuck? I think, yeah. Oh my God. I think that yes. I would prefer it to be like uh like the thing let's have paul verhoven do it because he did rubble shop and uh start like starship troopers and stuff like that love him that would be wonderful let's make it super gay i will go ahead and do that too 
I'm I'm a much bigger fan of Colin's idea than mine. My original was like kind of like a her take where the the inventor definitely falls in love and and carries on a relationship with the flubber. Um but I, I like the I like the the I like this angle. I like Hold on, but if you more. do that, then like Weebo would end up being the murder bot that goes around killing everybody because that's you know her doctor or her inventor and not Flubbers, like you know, that's a there's so many thing. angles. There's so many angles to this dangle. Like it, it it's I'm thinking yeah, I think if we if we re- you yes. know, we're gonna get yes. rid of every character in this film in this reboot except the main two. Yeah, I, want, I, I don't we don't have to keep we don't have to get rid of Marcia. Marcia can say, but everybody else is just like the main two. We're getting rid of everybody else. Yeah, there's no more, but we can make them brother and sister. There's no need to have that romance nonsense. We'll uh make it a dark, terrifying movie. Yeah. yeah, and no yeah. basketball. Yeah, no basketball. Um, there will definitely be a scene where there is a basketball game, and everyone immediately gets gets flubbed. Um, yes, I'd like. What I'd like flubbed. though is I want everybody. I want it to be set up since you know it's a new movie. It has to have a twist. Mm. I want everybody to think this whole movie that flubber is the thing killing everybody. Wait, the, yeah, the, the, the twist is flubber oh is killing people. No, it's got to be Weibo. It's it like, is a Weibo. It's like. I thought- <laughs> It's okay. like Friday the Thirteenth. Everybody thinks it's Flubber and it's I Weebo. Said okay, that. okay, this is perfect. This is perfect. This is good. Okay, this is good. This is good. We need to get a spec script going immediately. Oh. Okay, this copyright is unqualified. Yeah, yeah, TM, TM, TM. I don't know if Marsha. Maybe Marsha will take my call or my DM because I did go to my sister's graduation and she was the person who was the commencement address. Uh, she did the commencement address. Yeah, so she'll like remember. maybe that has some clout. I mean, yeah, I saw you. Yeah, like hey, I, I saw you. Really not smart in a theater and your yeah. son is gay and i'm gay yeah she'll be like oh colin from the commencement speech yes i remember i remember you you were sitting in 13f yes yeah. yes yeah i was wondering when i hear from you oh yeah no this is this is something there, there's some there's some there's some meat to this film. something I, is definitely the word for it yeah what would what would y'all rate this film Remember, oh, Colin, we started a new thing that Kellen decided we were doing last week because we did Highlander 2. That's, so there's that's, a film that's, that's a rating <laughs> and there is a movie rating. The film rating is on actual like quality of filmmaking, scripts, writing, directing, all of those things. And then the movie is like pure entertainment and fun, not quality. I think so, that, you know. t- to be fair, that was mostly because we were reviewing Highlander 2, The Quickening, and that needs to be done for that film. But yes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, uh, this film has the same rating, in my opinion, but I would like to know what y'all think first. I I have a one pile of goo for film. It's a one. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't really achieve anything. It doesn't say anything. It's just a pile. It's, it's, it is flubber. In a weird way, it's thematically flubber. It's just an amorphous nothingness nothing is Mm. defined the physics aren't defined the rules aren't defined it's undefined it's goo and then for a film i oh no sorry for a movie i will give it a two and a half pending the way you watch it if you watch it with a person you can riff on movies with and you got some gummy worms or popcorn or whatever that's a pretty good time that, that tracks that tracks i think for me it's it's similar um i will give it a half a flub half a flubber <laughs> uh for 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 film um just because like it 
it barely like it like even like plot structure it is like the it, it, it's like the example in the textbook that you're not, for like plot structure that you're like you're really not supposed to look at um mm-hmm. it, it's it's like fine but it, it doesn't make sense it makes um, less sense than final fantasy 13 which i've started oh playing God. with my partner because it's one of their like childhood games yeah so yeah when your story makes less sense than one of the final fantasies that makes the least sense come on yeah you yeah some, you got some drafts to get out yeah yeah this this is this was like first idea kind of like i just uh fucking get it out there robin's waiting Um, robin's waiting (laughs) he needs to let us stay um for for my movie score like one on it like like one yes i didn't i didn't enjoy it in any way i did want to put flubber in my mouth the whole time which is a, a thing that happened like when i was a kid like there was I think like McDonald's had like flubber toys and they were all just this like translucent green plastic. And th- yeah, I just had them in my mouth always. <laughs> it looks like a particular lolly. Yeah. There's a, there's a shade of green with the goo. There's a, there's a lollipop. It looks identical yeah. to it's a, Hey, it's tell a them there's apple. a lolly, there's a flubber lollipop right behind you that you could get all up in your mouth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just all up, yeah. all up in there. Yeah. But um, uh, for me, but yeah. I would say, as far as a movie and a film, I'm going to give it a two. I would absolutely rather watch Beyond the Black Rainbow than Flubber again. Hey, we're uh, getting there. And uh, the only reason I'm say- I'm giving those movie- Flubber a two is because I know there are worse things that like have to exist. So I'm going to save some room. But like, I want you to know, Flubber, you are the bottom. If some like when anybody is like, oh, what's your bottom? Your worst. Like I was so drunk. I thought that they were like a six three Adonis, and it turned out they were a three four donkey. And you're like, yeah, okay. Either way, Flubber, uh, you are the worst. You are absolutely scraping the barrel. I would rather like eat tofu than you. Like you are a tofu's horrible fine. meal. Tofu's good, oh, man. Tofu's you good. Cook it right. Yeah, it's, it's you just don't eat it out of the box all gooey. But I, what I do want to say is that all of that being said. I do still have positive feelings about like about Flubber. I mean everything that I say. I still like I can I appreciate Flubber in a way, mostly because it's like tied to a lot of like like toy nostalgia. Like I remember there being like a Weibo toy and like me being confused that it didn't I fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking great, right? Yeah, it's the best part of that film. See, and I think that I just remember like watching it. Because my partner was like, why are you watching this film? And I said, oh, because <laughs> Kellum and Colin are making me. And they go, oh, like, did you like it when you were a kid? And I go, no. <laughs> I just I like, see Leslie like, just be like, it what? it sucked when I was a kid? Like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, I will say that Weibo is the real main character. I think Absolutely. we've addressed some things that are pretty confusing about Weibo. But I would say yeah. if you made it through this podcast and you have not seen Flubber, go watch Mrs. Doubtfire or the birdcage or any other go watch rv with robin williams instead of this movie because it has to be better it has to be better it's not true well mrs doubtfire it's interesting that you bring that up that's the last thing i have to say about this situation is that it's what you give robin williams when you give him nothing like miss like mrs doubtfire is the platform through which you go here is your stage Mm. person of talent 
This is like giving the opposite of that, where you just put him in a dark room and he's doing the same things, but it has nowhere to go. Absolutely right. nowhere. So, you know, no, Robin Williams is not what's wrong with this film. It's just, you know, it has no narrative structure or yeah. vision. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. you know, the point of a film. But yeah. speaking of films and having points, uh, you know, I don't know if I would use the term great, but a uh, legend, a movie star recently retired from the industry. I'm talking about Bruce Willis, not if you thought of the other person, knock it off with your brain. That's not happening. So uh, Bruce Willis is an actor and he's been in some films. One or two. So I uh, thought we should just talk about some of our, you know, favorite Bruce Willis films. Now, I will point out that, you know, my partner in crime here, Kellum, does not like ranking things. They feel that's very that's archaic. So it's, instead, it's not that it's archaic. Well, okay, fine. Look, you get you're gonna air our dirty laundry. We're gonna air our dirty laundry. Look, I, it's not that I have a problem with ranking things. It's that I don't want to turn into Watch Mojo the podcast. I said it. Okay, Kellum <laughs> does not want to be a basic bitch. Okay, and I am, and I am more interested in growing, yeah. and then once yeah. we have grown, being our unique yeah. selves. You know, it's I love like ranking conform- of kings. Sure, I'm like trying right. to infiltrate the system to break it up from within, and Kellum's like, "Fuck the system." But Kellum does bring up an interesting, <laughs> I think, truth about film. It, and that's why the Oscars has always been—it's been for a lot of reasons—pretty mm. shit. Which is yeah. when you quantify film, it doesn't really work. Because I was—I was making this list. I'm like, there are terrific movies that I just didn't. Yeah. Put. And it's not like, and even when I was ordering them, I'm like, it's not that Fifth Element isn't as good. It just—I'm like putting it yeah. here for. X amount of reasons like like I think that film did exactly like Luke Besson achieved what he wanted to achieve which was totally different than what the diehard director was trying to, you know exactly I mean? it's just yeah. exactly yeah and so and, with that being said and yeah. Kellum's you know complaints we will do <laughs> a just general discussion about our favorite Bruce Willis yeah. but I will say that you must reserve and say that you have a definitive number one Okay, yeah, you gotta have I, at least I will, one. yeah. I mean, I will uh, just to to echo what Colin said. Like, it's like why I like like oh, what's your favorite album? What's your favorite band? What's your favorite? Movie? Like, I hate those questions because there's no way to answer it. Like, yes, there is. You literally think about that and well, then you pick one. I, so I I realized that I said that and I immediately could answer a lot of those questions. <laughs> like it it varies. Like it yes, varies that, based upon like them. mood. Nobody. Time nobody nobody in this in this earth has ever maybe okay i take that back because there are a lot of idiots but i when saying those things never assume that is a concrete answer that can never change okay like, i you could literally be like hey man you know how i said last week that i really loved you know x y and z i actually i still love, love those, those things but i'm i'm really bumping more on you know kw and y yeah. right now so oh. you know it's like oh okay you know controversial so, so Thomas, you've transformed into a realm of shadows that is like, covering most yeah. of the background Bruce Willis, other than his it's, eye. So yeah, it's like, wonderful. Even his very like sexy pose, just looking through the shroud, like it yeah, you looks like you've, you've been turning just... into a Cthulhu mis- <laughs> like <laughs> kind of dark elder god this whole time. I didn't want you guys Great to point for the audio out. Format. I wanted people to know Sorry. that I was actually a human being for once. Like geez, I'm new to the show. I don't know what I should point out. No, no, I, uh, I find it quite you, you to all the audio listeners, which is literally anybody that's not the three of us right now. Yep. You miss Kellum threatening with the knife and me devolving into a fucking right. satanic satanic demon 
from you know Jupiter. Well, it's, is it just- it's like it's like when 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 Thomas's partner Leslie will come by and like he's got uh, Christopher Lambert from from Highlander behind him, and I'll just see an arm come out of Christopher Lambert's body and go around Thomas, and I have a heart attack for a moment because we use like we use like like backdrops, and so I can't see what's going. On. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of visual gags for this audio format. That's just how it is, and y'all just gotta yeah. get used. To it. Just just know that if we ever did a patreon you probably still wouldn't get access to the video but maybe when, there's hope you know maybe get a patreon when when think big okay so that being said yes we are going to talk about some of our favorite bruce squilly uh movies some films some yeah. films 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 so i will let the guests start off colin where would you like to start so I'll do my number five. Oh, wait. I, you know what? You, it, you don't nuts. have to rank them. You don't have to give yourself the You the can or you that. cannot. The freedom is yours. Okay, well, I, I'll just go as I, I did. I did rank them as per the assignment. So I will just stick with the assignment. As did and I. I'll say that my number five is the fifth element, which I'm not trying to be cute. It literally was in my top five. And I'm like, I think this is the one I like the least if I had to choose. I don't I, hate that because I love the fifth element. Great. I know Kel. I know for a fact Kellum also loves the fifth element. The fifth element Kellum is on I, my list. Yes. Oh, is it nice? So yeah. Kellum and I both, you know, partook in some things once upon a time, and we were like, "What should we do with our time?" Wait. Well, we should just watch the fifth element. I don't and remember so this. It was you, me, and two friends, and a friend's girlfriend at the time, uh, at their apartment. We made brownies. It was delicious, Ooh. and we watched the fifth element and then when that was finished we watched the fifth element a second time because we were just like you know what was good that no. movie you want to just hit play again on I'm the certain, like, yeah, let's do that that happened i'm a hundred percent certain All that right. those mean, brownies it's, it's, were pretty effective Kat. yeah it's in the lost years i suppose there are many of those this was like circa 2009 or 10 so, okay then hyper yeah. lost years yeah yeah Jeez. But, yeah, I never forget because Fifth Element captured the wonder as a child, as a teenager, as an yeah. adult. It's bananas in the best way possible. Yeah, it, it's. It, I mean, it's 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 good. I like it. It's got practical effects. <laughs> it's it's got you know it's got a bleach blonde Bruce Willis. It's got it's got everything. I'm a fan. It's got it's Mila Jovovich wearing toilet paper. I don't yes. know what her outfit yeah. is, but she's so hot, and I love Lilu. I think that's a fabulous character. It's the only time that kind of oh, there's this perfect creature and she's also a beautiful woman and she's also kind of like a baby and she's also kind of an action star. It's the only time that all of those factors have really worked for me because yeah. I think that they really, they first of all set it up really well and then they give her interesting things to do, which I think is not always the case for Emilio Jovovich action film, which is unfortunate because I do think she trains really hard, works really hard and always gives it her all in an action role. I I like watching The Fifth Element, even though I've only watched it a few times. It's certainly the one on this list that I've watched the least, that it doesn't feel like a factory-made science fiction. It feels like everything is like part of a unique dream of a vision, and it's not, okay, so, you know, Star Wars happened, so the fans of sci-fi expect this. It's kind of just Luke Besson, I don't think, really thinks about that. And no. he can go too far, I think, like with Jupiter ascending and kind of Valerian. Yeah. yeah. 
Wait, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Jupiter's. You mixed up Jupiter's ending is Wachowski. Oh, I, I thought that might be. I thought it might be. I forgot that that was. No, you're 100%. I, that was a word jumble. I meant to say. It is okay. They have a similar style. Yeah. I, the, the, well, I do want to bring up Valerian for one moment. So that's that's one of the inappropriate times I've ruined a, a viewing experience for a theater because at one point Rihanna becomes dust <laughs> and uh, the main actor like picks up the dust and I just like turned to my friend who was watching with me and I like put it up to my nose as if I was like sniffing it and we just like we we bawled like it wasn't one of those things that isn't funny unless you were there but right we just yeah. started cracking up i think we needed a release from what was happening because we didn't understand the story at all and right. nobody else was laughing and we felt like we had to leave the theater we didn't <laughs> but it is something i will never forget i thought oh, that, that i thought that you were gonna say and that in one scene Rihanna turns in the dust and then eddie redmayne walks over and picks it up and i yelled in the theater real loud shine bright like a diamond and then <laughs> i wish <laughs> i, I wish i did that yeah the fifth yeah. element i think it's great i think I, it holds I up. It. and i think even it's weird parts like the opera stuff i think it holds it's got great editing i think the editing is something that you know yeah. the sucker really is out of this world in a great way and the casting is fantastic in this gary yeah. oldman chris tucker like yes, like chris every, tucker like it's 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 very good i mean i i i remember i had a, a an experience this a, a few years ago i was uh there was somebody that i was living with that i was like hey we should watch uh we should watch uh fifth element they're like oh what's fifth element i was like oh you know fifth element luke Besson, bruce willis like this is great like well, when did it come out i was like oh 97 they're like, oh, that was when I was born. And then my skull fell out of my ears and uh, I died. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I actually had a, I was listening to something earlier and they were talking about how it's really sad because about 30 is when it happens that you'll start talking to people about stuff and you'll say something and people look at you like they've never heard of what you said. Because they haven't. And, and now they were like, yeah, because you'll be talking like a 20 year old and you'll be like, but like, oh, when did that happen? I don't know, like 10 years ago? Dude, that was half my life ago. What are you, that fucking ten, attention demon? 10 years old. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow. And yeah. then I thought, and they, they started listing names because they were talking about Looney Tunes and things. And they were, so they started listing names from like back in the day that people don't know. And they go, yeah, hey, why don't you go ask a child who Robert Mugabe is? Yeah. Or why don't you go ask a child who Idi Amin is? We're, or, you know, Pol Pot. Or any, we're, like, we're teetering towards Andy Rooney territory of kids these days. I apparently love that feeling because I'm marrying somebody who's 22. So, yes, you know, I would I like to know. Every day in my life, all the time. Yeah, I mean, Tom, I would, Thomas is also Robin yeah, the Cradle here. I mean, I'm, like, yeah, my partner's 23. Yeah. So I, I got to beat Colin. I'm, I was, I see Colin is dating babies. My partner is 23. Okay. Not 22. But you're 33. So 32. How dare they yeah, add okay. a year on the money? All right, my apologies. But I would like to say that no shame. It's just, it's just funny that like people are like, oh, I, I didn't watch the news back then because I was seven. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't sense. engaged in the political foray. <laughs> I was in diapers. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, no, anything else about Fifth Element before we move on? Uh, no, I fucking love this film. I I will talk about it briefly when, when th- things I enjoyed about it the most when okay. it comes uh, when it comes up. It comes back around. Well, yeah. then let's go to you, Kel. What's your your movie uh, you want to talk about first? My uh, my number five is Sin City. Uh, just okay. because from a purely aesthetic standpoint, like God, like th- this, like I. 
it just does like i mean it it is captured like a like noir graphic novel in such a way that at the time i mean and there were so many like instances after this where people were like we'll just do it like kind of like they did sin city kind of thing um or they they didn't do it the same right but that there's something about this that feels so kind of authentic to the medium that we say this would be so fantastic that they made two terrible movies basically because of this movie in sin city 2 and the spirit i did not watch those oh no i did watch the spirit i did watch the spirit but those were both frank miller comics and they're like oh let's let's just finish up the other sin city you know stories we didn't get to and let's do it the spirit and yeah casting was not was great in sin city you've got elijah wood in one of my favorite roles elijah wood has ever done just yeah, a he just, cannibal he plays um, himself he plays elijah wood that was that was all found footage cast. <laughs> and they uh no he actually i was like oh this is what frodo would look like if he played Gollum. <laughs> it's something something but but yeah i mean i it's just yeah, like dude, in um, terms of vibe which of the stories do you say you feel the most connected with within the because there's like four i guess main stories that they follow you have like the mickey Rourke storyline bruce willis's yeah. and then clive owen slash gales who's um, yeah rosario dawson um same almost i would switch clive owen and bruce willis but but marv is definitely my number one yeah yeah I, yeah. I enjoyed those. I also really want to shout out uh the like open i don't know if it's opens or closes the film but like the josh hartnett scene that they just randomly threw in where he's like a hitman and he like is giving the cigarette to the that was like really done nicely that was probably like the like pitch like they like shot that and they were like hey we can make a whole film that looks like this and like right you know but yeah i really enjoy sin city uh both the films you wrote down are i wrote down in the possibles but neither one are on my top five Uh so i'm glad i'm glad four so just, oh, I'm, just glad, I'm just glad we're getting to talk about a, a plethora of films so yeah. the one i would like to talk about first my number five is uh retired extremely dangerous or red the first one with bruce willie oh, and yeah. morgan freeman and I helen mirren and john malkovich it is hilarious and the weeds lady like, uh mary louise parker right yeah. oh yeah she's great she's great too she plays Which is uh, so funny she's like the damsel in distress but oh she's so funny and then helen mirren is plays Helen Mirren, John Malkovich plays John Malkovich, Morgan Freeman plays Morgan Freeman. Well, that's and what works Bruce about it, right? Because they're all so just good. themselves, right? Like, oh, and Carl, yeah, and then Carl Urban plays Carl Urban. It's so yeah. wonderful that they were just like, let's just make a film and have everybody play themselves, and then what What do you know? It works out real well, because the chemistry yes. is flawless, especially between the main four, you know, Helen Mirren and Morgan, John and Bruce, they, they have mm-hmm. flawless chemistry. Uh, I would very much recommend checking this out. It is yeah. a... Thank you for reminding me of this movie. I saw I have... the theaters and that's it. It's so good. I have not seen this at all. My familiarity with it is Thomas telling me that I remind him of uh, uh, John Malkovich in yeah. this film and I have yeah. no frame of reference. I think you should <laughs> check it out then, Cal, because yeah. you'll have even more frame of reference when you well... see it. Kellum, all of the the thing that I definitely connect with on that is that as a person who's directed you before, I think that all of the roles that John Malkovich plays successfully, I think you could play similar roles. Maybe not like the exact roles, but the way he approaches a script, like even like I could imagine you doing, for example, a role in a Beowulf adjacent script, the way that Uh. you approach the character there where you're like very self-aware, 
and you know you, you understand the material anyway you have a lot of skills that he has i think well. thank that you. you could i think we should just do a film called being kellen metcalf and being then Kellen. yes I will. It'll, it'll be a shot for shot remake i'll play john cusack colin can play every other character Kellum will be John Malkovich, and that's the film. It will just be Red, but but it'll just be a fan <laughs> version of Red. Yeah, I'm sure that there could be no, there will be no legal repercussions. I I'm, I'm we'll, we'll call it Blue, and then it'll be you know basically then it's, then it's fine. like your no, we can't you know, do a Blue. Blue's a very sexy French movie with I think oh, oh, oh yeah okay fine then we will do a turquoise because I know there's okay. not a turquoise. Film. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm just gonna call my lawyer real quick. I'll be just be <laughs> so, Colin, what is the next film you would like to talk about? Well, I said four was Sin City, but my number three is The Sixth Sense, which is a movie I had to put on this list because not just because uh, it's the fucking Sixth Sense and Bruce Willis is amazing and that movie is historic. Blah 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 blah. Haley Joel Osment, the shots, the red, the symbolism, the edits. Everybody's talked about this movie so much. I don't even have anything to add. But the reason I I had to put it on this list besides all of the obvious reasons is because we all have that movie that someone older showed us when we were too young to watch it that kind of went into our bones a bit and then like Mm. freaked us out when we went to bed or freaked us out when we were in the pool or in a vulnerable position so that for me was the sixth sense and and my sister was like what the fuck like she doesn't talk how much older she's smarter than me how much older is your sister she's three years older than me okay so so you would have been what like seven and she's ten or like older than that i think about that Um, I could be wrong but it's sort of I was definitely like elementary I think or early middle school I'd have to see yeah but neighborhood it was the it wasn't the um because for example I snuck out of my room a few times to watch movies that I wasn't allowed to watch while they were watching the dining room was in an adjacent room so I would like hide under there and watch them so that's how I watched eyes wide shut that's which why am I fucked up I'm just kidding um <laughs> Hold on, but your your mom and dad watched that one or something not your sister yes. your sister wasn't yes. like watching eyes wide shut at 12 yes. like oh this is not make good sure we were in bed before they went and watched the stuff okay. absolutely yes I just yeah. pictured you like sneaking in like your 12 year old sister no, watching no. Eyes wide. <laughs> she's not watching the, the sex parties no. no but um but like that was one where like, cause for example, I, that's how I snuck in Candyman. That's how I snuck in. Ooh. I know what you did last summer. Like I had seen slasher stuff, but um, kind of like, here's gore in your face. That wasn't it. The thing that freaked me out about the sixth sense is it got my mind thinking about things that I didn't feel prepared to think about. Mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared to think about the afterlife, the, the mixture of, because it was such, there was such a realistic take on ghosts. The fact that they merged with the real world so well, the fact that there wasn't that separation, there was nobody, nobody glowed, nobody floated. The ghosts were physically hurt and you could see it. And there was a lot of like psychological damage that went into the ghost stuff. It really, really kind of messed me up. And so I'm, I'm still kind of scared of the film. I watched it a few years ago again for maybe the second or third time. And it, it still freaks me out, even though yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those tropes at this point, like you've been dead the whole time. I have the worst brain in the history of time because colin was like i saw you experiencing something yeah colin goes none of the ghosts floated and i was like no the ghost at the school and then i was like 
they were hanging. You know, they, were, yes, they, they were hanging. hanging. <laughs> they were hanging. They were not. They were floating. Yeah, I saw. I saw you, or some shit. I saw you confronting something within yourself. Um, so I had a very similar experience. This movie. This is actually my number four. It is six cents. Oh. So it's it's uh yeah. I had the same like not quite on the same like existential level for me. It was like. That girl's creepy and throwing up, and it's it's spooking me out a lot. It was the um, first time I ever was like ugly. I knew what like ugly was on TV because I I was just like, oh, I don't like any of this. This makes me very uncomfortable. This is this is gross. Like this yeah. is not. But like, I think she sexy. was so beautiful. That so, was the thing is I then started watching her on the OC, and I'm like, yeah, who is this beautiful woman? And it's then the Lauren was girl. like, that's the girl that made you go run under your bed when she was a ghost, <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> also, I would like to say because that's a very fair point that it was very realistic and very traumatizing to an extent but for me it wasn't even it was like i went from ghost and being like fucking ghost like patrick swayze i wouldn't mind patrick swayze making helping me make some pottery and then it was like oh no they look like this and vomit and like are cold and like creepy it's yeah. terrifying yeah it, i need <laughs> it, it was like for me it was like between like that uh spawn and and this film where i'm like i need i need there to be like a consensus on like what yeah what uh, is the truth what 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 are ghosts what are ghosts (laughs) for us no for me like the the uh, the scene that i found like and it's still like watching it like trips me up is the scene where he's like he's at that kid's party no and they're like hey do you want to play a game like as a kid who had not wildly great experiences interacting with other children my own age uh it's like yeah that 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 scene's still like absolutely like it's not because they attach that's what's so terrifying about the movie is they attach things that you can associate with to all of the things that are yeah out of this world quote unquote Mm -hmm. supernatural like everybody's been there to some degree absolutely Kellum. and then if i recall then I was also attracted to that bully because I think, he was, <laughs> I think then he was in Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to be trapped in an oil tanker with this kid running away from fi- I was also a kid for the record. <laughs> I was younger than him. And I had a crush on somebody older yeah. than me. Yeah, it's, it's fine. We're that is, we've got someone checking the dates. We're so let you know when they, when they get back to us. But but yeah, I mean, it's also like this was before like it was like oh an M. Night Shyamalan film like there's gonna be a twist like there wasn't any of that associated no, with it. So it was like it felt it, for me this feels like the most authentic of his films not really because also, of anything he's doing but because of the fact that there was not a cultural like right but when did it get ruined Can we- when did that switch oh this was like so I would like to say that this was that was Lady the in the Water nobody no i'm saying like in general nobody spoiled this movie everybody like if you were alive people showed this film to children and this movie is terrifying and not for children okay that's how good this film was my parents because everybody had to see it. my parents saw this film and they were like oh let's show this to our kids because that's how good the twist is and nobody ruined that for anybody people were like hey man you have to go see it it's great well there also wasn't we weren't like on the internet but i'm saying but even like like even in person like i was a child so i was like the last person to see it because i saw it when i was on blockbuster and nobody like my parents were like oh yeah no it's a good movie let's just watch it like they nobody's was like oh yeah this is gonna happen there are ghosts it's terrifying uh and i think that it changed i honestly can't tell you the exact film but i would have to say it was somewhere around like 2010 ish, I would guess, was like when truly the world was like, fuck you and your spoilers. Like, 
Well, we lost, I think that there was a turn of, of time where mm. like things were no longer, a couple of directors were no longer chic to me and, and to my surrounding peers. Like, I feel like Tim Burton got diluted after a movie or so. Yeah. Uh, we lost M. Night Shyamalan. There were like these really cool up and coming directors and maybe not even up and coming, legit successful directors that have made yeah. historic films that then like, they're, we don't talk about them anymore. Yeah, they, it's they're, like nothing they're now. irrelevant. It, weird. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you know, we gotta keep giving recognition to all the old guys before they're gone. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it's like I mean, I suppose on some level you could say like uh, such as the endless like procession of time, but like it is odd. Like it, it's it it's odd. like that. You know, is this our psycho? That's what I, when you I freaked out. I had a moment where I, I basically was like Janet Lee on the cover. Like, is this our generation's psycho? Where people were like, "Be quiet." Don't, don't that's maybe. a great question i would argue no because this is not our generation's film uh <laughs> well, sure sure is, i guess that's right this is but, but you know but you understand the you or, understand the spirit uh, of the question i do understand and i'm thinking of our generation's oh. film and i would argue that maybe it would be get out or if oh, not yeah, get out choice I don't have an inherent like I don't other know. great option. I don't Parasite know if that was really really yeah. good for me in terms. I of- mean, yeah, no, I don't spoil Parasite for anybody. I don't know if anybody yeah. spoiled Parasite for others. Yeah, you know? really good twist. But it's a really yeah, good movie. Pa- Parasite. I mean, we we watched that for the for the podcast, and yeah. I had like a completely. It was like one of those <laughs> things. Like I consider myself a person that like when I'm watching a film. I typically figure out what's going on on my own. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. And this is going to happen because, you know, narrative plot structure, yada, yada. And like, I really appreciate it when that, when I'm proved like at, like, no, you dumb piece of shit. That's absolutely not what's happening. Like, fine, fine. Um, but this was like one of those where I was like, oh, I felt like I knew exactly what it was going to be. And it was like, this is not fucking at all what I thought was going to happen here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, there is nothing I like more in a, a bit of media than me being like what the fuck is gonna happen what is going on i have no cl- like i feel lost <laughs> like there's there's something i like feeling like i don't know what's gonna happen next and it so rarely happens that i can yeah. truly truly appreciate that yeah well i think with that being said it's time to tell you what because that was your number four as well right Kobe? that was my number four okay so then we'll go to mine and uh this is one of the many uh queer bruce willis films that he made uh, my number four is 16 Blocks. It's a wonderful film about oh, yeah. a black man and a white man falling in love over the course of like three or four hours and uh, how they'll do anything for each other. I'm just kidding. It's a cop movie. Uh, so... I was like, wait, we... <laughs> I haven't seen 16 Blocks. I'm pretty sure it's not that. Uh, no, Bruce Willis plays a cop who has to get most death 16 blocks across New York at rush hour so he can testify. Mm-hmm. Um, and then David Morse or Morrissey, I don't know how you want to pronounce his last name, uh, and the bus, rest of the you know the crooked cop force trying to stop them. It's a very good film, very heartwarming. Uh, and I didn't lie; they do fall in love by the end of the film, just not romantically, just like in a brother fashion. But I very much recommend it. It's highly underrated. Uh, most definitely, is very is very an interesting case. I feel like he's always been adjacent to stardom, but he's just never. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's like, hey man, I'm good enough to be the bad guy in Disturbia, yeah. but I'm not good enough to be in a better film. That's right. He wasn't disturbed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know. 
Yeah, which we'll talk about if we ever do Shia LaBeouf films. You know, ah, that's, that's that's choppy seas, my friend. My number five I, Shia LaBeouf film yeah. is even Stevens movie. No, I that's don't. the movie that developed. I have certain like kink associations with particular actors, and I have one for Shia. And it started in that movie, but it's such a worse version of a terrific movie. I don't even know what the point of watching it is really. Like, yeah, well, it's yeah. to let you know that like, so what you do is you watch Disturbia and then you tell your parents like, hey, I'm, I watched Disturbia and they go, what's it about? And then you say it and they go, oh, why don't you just watch Rear Window? Yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah. go, what's Rear Window? And they it go, is, oh, it's a better movie. Here, yeah, let me show you. <laughs> it, is, it is like the, the, the never the twain shall meet. Like it, it is, yeah, it's wild. Oh, but yeah. it's still better than like Gus Van Zandt's Psycho remake. Let's, let's just be clear. I'd much rather watch Disturbia over that. But, but I do like I even though that is the worst, it's so it's so bad. I I had the urge to defend Gus Van Zandt because today's been like because I had to recover from Flubber. And so mm. one of the things <laughs> I suggested that my friend and I watch was To Die For. And it's just a perfect movie. And I just he I don't know what happened with Psycho, but Gus Van Sant, we should watch some movies by him. Like my own. Play. Okay. Oh, there's yeah. some good. Good Will Hunting slaps. It's a really good one. Yeah. But speaking of slaps, Colin, what is your third Bruce Willie film? My third one. Well, that was Sixth Sense, but my second one. Oh, okay. Is Unbreakable, and I don't yes. really have a whole lot to say about the film. I just remember being taken in by. Mm-hmm its tone i feel like Mm -hmm. it's very tonally perfect and it was a comic book movie that when i i I first i kind of watched it in 2009 or 10 it was right when i i had just gone to college for the first time and i was trying to develop my cinematic brain right like i was really getting in you know how like we're all about that artistic masturbation in our early you know college days when we're artists And so I thought, I was like, oh my God, this is a comic book movie, but there's no tropes. Nobody wears a costume. There's no like cliche scene where the villain like drops the girlfriend off of the bridge. Like a lot of the things that I was done with because I felt like movie people didn't know what else to do with comic book movies at that point. Mm. They gave me something new. And they also were very meta. Like one of my favorite villains Definitely my fellow favorite villain in an M. Night Shyamalan film um, is Mr. Glass. And he, you know, his, uh, his association and his appreciation of comics and the way that he is kind of a reverse Batman, even though it's a physical thing that happened. He's like, the thing that made him weak is the thing that made him villainous. And I was really kind of, and, and his obsession with how he could manipulate. And I, I, I was really intrigued mostly by that character. And no, I have not seen the new movie i refused to see it i heard it was bad and i was scared oh i enjoyed it it's not good but I, it's enjoyable as hell like yeah. if you enjoy unbreakable and split i think it is a very good way to I close like up the trilogy yeah. but it is not the level of unbreakable so don't think it will be i don't want you to think it's that level but it's not it's not a bad film it's just not unbreakable quality okay. unbreakable was also my number two but let's get to kill him what well it, it's is- I'm uh, just re- real quick on unbreakable like it's i appreciate i mean i appreciate it as a film like in that like i mean for for many of the uh, of the reasons that that young call <laughs> appreciated it like i like the fact that it's kind of like it is it's like superhero realism yeah um that it's like no like it, like it's 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 the things that i appreciate about Watchmen 
like like the like Zack Snyder's Watchmen film. Like I like the the idea of like a more grounded approach to a superhero in general. I think that's far more interesting than what we currently have. Um, I I. I, I think that there's a lot more in terms of really authentic storytelling that you can do with that. Yeah, Not you that ruined it, the new Spider-Man for me. I listened to your episode and I was like, oh, wait, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong about how I felt. I felt wrong I think about I it. I was wrong. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, uh, it is, everyone is entitled to their feelings about anything. And we- No, then Kellum, I started looking at the things he brought up. And now I'm like, I don't even want to rewatch this. <laughs> I, can't, I started I can't to think about the, the scenes that I got excited about. I know we're not talking about fucking Spider-Man, but like, no, we are the, like reveal scenes. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what if I hadn't seen that in a theater where everybody is enjoying this? Yeah, it's just I did, a did, weird, so, awkward scene. So here's a fun fact that, that Kellum and I also pointed out. But yeah, like, why don't you go ahead and watch Spider-Man at home when it comes out oh, and watch the parts no. where, where the big reveals where like the two two yeah. people show up. Kellum, we already did Spider-Man. We already spoiled the shit. I don't care if we're spoiling we, on this episode. We, we watched we watched Spider we watched Spider-Man in the comfort of a home, and it yeah. was that. It was like our friend Peyton being like. They they paused for that long because they're they're waiting for people. They're to waiting for the clap. Yeah, is, cla- people is, are applauding. Yeah, is, <laughs> like, is yeah. and it's like okay, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, Unbreakable is great. I do love it. it I, I, another I like great twist. Another great not watch, twist at the end. Yeah, did not watch Split or uh, or Glass. Um, oh, like I said they're both but, Split. I, in my opinion, I actually kind of yeah. like Split a little bit less than Glass, hmm. but that's just personal. Yeah. But movies that I do like, you know, um, Pulp Fiction. We can go ahead and talk about that one. Uh, I'm sure Colin's like, that's my number one, you bastard. That's my number one. I I figured we would talk about Die Hard. I love Die Hard a lot. And I just feel like because I'm such a new addition to the Die Hard fandom, I these other movies just have a stronger place in my heart. That's why lists are so hard. But yeah, Pulp Fiction is great. I actually watched it for the first time in segments because I was on a road trip and so it was great I like had these as it's broken up into chapters and so I watched a little bit in the privacy of my because my uh, parents were driving at this time I think we were going to see different colleges and I watched like segment one bathroom break pause for a little bit segment two and so I have this episodic I'll never forget my association with that movie and then it became the thing that I would show people like when I had friends over that I wanted to show them like a really good film that I thought they hadn't seen, Pulp Fiction was was my go-to. And then I proceeded to pre- pretend that I could ape its style with a stupid short film that I made called Short Stack, where I actually had like one of my hot girlfriends who Kellum knows, and I'll name her after we okay. the recording. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually had her like straight up do the twist it was that like my, nice. I was that much of a fucking obsessor about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this this is my number two, by the way. Uh, okay. Pulp Fiction is my number two. Yeah. So yeah, Pulp Fiction. It is wonderful. It is hilarious. It uh, it still holds up. It's great. Um, you know, we get have you know one of my favorite EDM artists is Zed Stead, and we wouldn't have that title without this film. You know, because you know. What's the chopper? Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Zed's dead. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. Like, you don't have one Butch yeah. is who Bruce Willis plays. Such a, a boxer character. down in his luck. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's never forget, though, that you also get 
Eric Stoltz, John Travolta, you know, Sam Jackson, uh, Phil Raines, Uma Thurman, yeah, yeah, Quinn Such- Tarantino saying the N word too much a thousand times, which is yeah. his favorite thing to it's, do. It's, it's, that's his lot, thing. That's his gimmick. There's a lot. That's his gimmick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> And it's a, it is good. It is yeah. it is quite good. Yeah. Um. I don't know what more to say about it. If you're a younger listener, go watch it. That's great. You know, it just recently celebrated its 28th year anniversary. So yeah. go watch it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Kel. What? Uh, I only have my one left of the things I wanted to discuss. So what do you have left? My number one is Die Hard. Die Die Hard. Hard. It's the number one. I think it's an important thing to remember that Die Hard is part of the Valjeaniverse. When I say that, I, of course, mean... uh, Jean Valjean? No, uh, films that Reginald Valjeanson plays a cop in. Um, which I think all exist in in contiguous universes together. I'm talking about uh, Ghostbusters. I'm talking about Die Hard. I'm talking about Family Matters. Yes, I'm talking about Chuck. Like all these films, like it's in, Al Johnson is like, absolutely. cast me as a cop i'll keep being a cop um but no this movie like it's it's fun i'm not necessarily one of those people it's like oh die hard's a christmas movie i'll watch it at christmas because it's it on is, at christmas. it is a th- it is a thousand percent of christmas movie. it yeah, is they it say is things so that there's like yeah you recall christmas tropes yeah no, it, also 100 is but before yeah. we get too far into the greatness of this die hard yeah colin am i the only one when he said the valjean averse did you not think john valjean like, no i immediately I was very surprised that um, that it wasn't, and you. I think I was like about to say Jean Valjean. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, tell him that, like, any like Valjean is definitely a Jean Valjean. Yeah, four, five, eight, six, two, one. I don't know what his number is, but either yeah, way, yeah it's definitely Les Mis is the first thing people yeah, think well, about. You know, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Les Mis is actually oh, his character's oh, oh, oh. <laughs> If you look in the background, Jean Valjean is in every eighth frame of this film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometime yeah. if you want, I can come on the pod and I can do a like a sort of review as Russell Crowe singing. I can be oh, like, hell yeah. This was a very good movie. I thought the cinematography was pretty cool. Oh, Just man, to be I, clear, I I never in my life wanted Javert to jump off of that fucking right, like, uh, damn faster. I, I was like, Javert, I was like, just well, I know, but. John Valjean sings this huge Jackman. My yeah, point is, because yes. I've seen Lamez before, because I had I took humanities in school, so I had to. But my you point is alive. that <laughs> when you get when you see the one the like live action like modern day Lamez thing, and you, I, I'm like, why well, already know what Javert's fate is? So can we just hurry the fuck up and get to Jesus, Russell? Your singing is so terrible. Like, kill yourself, yeah, please. I I it's saw the this worst Javert I've ever yeah. heard. I saw this in theaters with uh, my ex-fiance and also a a friend uh, of a mutual friend of ours, Colin, that I will I will name after this, and that was quite. Yeah. It was a fun time. <laughs> it was, it was, that was three hours was a fun of time. fun. It yeah. was. Uh, um, uh, the Die Hard uh, is wonderful, yeah. and and this is what I was saying earlier. This is the sexy villain who you'd be like, yeah, I'm down to do some things to do, and that's Hans Gruber. This man swaths yes. and wonderful and God. we'll ignore that he killed takagi and brutally fat in brutal fashion you know yeah when, when we were talking about about villain like absolutely absolutely anything Any, that alan rickman rickman yeah. villain give me him in as snape give me him in fucking sweeney todd 
Yeah. In Robin Hood. Anything. Anything. Dogma. In what was it? Was it Sense and Sensibility or Pride and Prejudice? I don't remember which one he was in, but he was fucking great in that. He wasn't even a villain in there. He was like the good guy. But like. Yeah. It's just Rickman. God. Full on Rickman. R.I.P. Rickman should have been a a Bond villain. They should have given that to him. Oh, God. That would have been amazing. That would have been a, a really wonderful thing um but yeah die hard's great go watch it uh yeah. very high recommend yeah. uh you guys did cover a lot of the other recommendations yeah do we have I any had, honorable mentions but i i do want to shout out a couple the main three that you didn't mention that i want people to go watch please go watch lucky number 11 the movie is amazing also bruce willis and morgan freeman ben kingsley josh hartnett it's lucy lou it's a terrific film check mm-hmm. it out um, also go see Looper if you have not. Um, it's Ryan Johnson oh, actually making a good film and not a bad film. Uh, that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, by the way. And last but not least, go watch the whole Nine Yards if you want just a silly yes. comedy with Amanda Peet, Matthew Perry, that's Chandler from Friends, uh, Bruce Willis, and oh, I'm blanking. Cynthia, what is her last Cynthia name? Cynthia Nixon? No, it's maybe it might not it might not even be Cynthia. Maybe that's her character's name. I'm trying to remember who plays. The blonde in that I'm I feel I feel terrible. Amanda, um, you guys, you said no. Amanda Rosanna Arquette, Natasha no, Natasha Hemstridge from uh, Species. Yes, that's who it is. Very fun. Being Rames. I'm sorry. Yeah. And Matthew Michael Perry, Clark Duncan. Michael Clark him. Duncan. Yes, yeah. Matthew Perry. Michael Clark he Duncan. Was on it's, Friends with Bruce It's Willis. a very. It's a very very funny movie yeah um those are some of i i'll also throw in the whole 10 yards as a as a thing as well yeah um but uh 12 monkeys uh i absolutely have to put 12 monkeys on on my honorable mentions i love that movie it's wild i love brad pitt in that film also um it also death becomes her Oh, great yeah. film oh, um yeah like absolutely like like just uh, uh also cop out you were a cop out no <laughs> oh, uh, you dare tracy out. morgan get out of here get out of here okay but there okay. is a bad uh, bruce willis movie oh, that i really yes. love surrogates i do oh. love surrogates yeah. i like how we all have different ones my favorite bad bruce willis film is definitely armageddon no oh, harry. Yeah. harry no but there's a whole generation we'll of people like, oh. that would tell you that's not a bad film like the, yeah. old, and the just older than us they would be like that's a good movie and i yeah. would i would yeah. also follow up with i bet you think con air and the rock <laughs> and all these other films are great and they're like they are fucking great I, oh is your favorite I movie like, fight club do you still have uh, a poster up on your wall I like, like con air and the rock i think i just said i like Armageddon. I, yeah. There's a difference between yeah. liking a film yeah. and thinking yeah. it's like an actual fucking masterpiece of a film. You know, yeah, like, like, like Highlander Two: The Quickening. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, clearly, like Highlander Two. So, uh, yeah, I think that covers mostly of all the things Bruce Willie rela- related. Um, also, see Die Hard with a Vengeance if you need to. Uh, but that's if you also watch to. the seasons of Moonlighting before they get together. Oh yeah. Boring after that, but he's really good when there's like the tension between him and. Sybil Shepherd. Shepherd. Yeah. Sybil Shepherd. Shepherd. Thank you. Yeah, Remember when people used to be named Sybil? Anyway. Um, Good movie. So, uh, that's how you know when you're old. When you're like, oh yeah, that used to be a name that like didn't yeah. sound foreign. I had a it's, friend they named They can't be Frank named Sybil anymore because of the movie. Yeah. People won't name their kids Sybil anymore. <laughs> yeah. There's so many names like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, again, my, my, I, when I was little, I had a, I had a kid, friend named Frank. 
who was like my age. And I was like, we're seven. You're not allowed to be named Frank. Like it was unironic. <laughs> it was like, I'm Frank. I'm like, you're not. <laughs> you yeah, like, nah. <laughs> <Was it> Frankie. <laughs> like Frank, but, that's not a real name. Yeah, shout out to Frank out there. My mom uh, has one, I think, Barb. Well, both my parents. No one's named Barbara or Clifford anymore. Yeah. No, I there's just, definitely no Clifford's because yeah, that's a dog's name. name. Yeah. My Clifford dad has statistically name. the most common male name in the world. Uh, his name is Mike. So it, it is. Well, it is, I would I would let you know that yeah. I was informed that Muhammad is the most common fucking name in the world. Why don't you read the book? Right. All right. Okay, okay make love All right. Are <laughs> you an Irish R&B singer? What the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a review. I've been so interested in looking at Superbad again because I actually got to watch that while I was in high school. And I'm like, mm. how does this hold up for somebody who's no longer in high school at yeah. that time? It holds up amazing because I graduated high school the year this movie came out. Kellum was a year after. And yeah. let me tell you, I watched this movie and felt attacked. It personally. came out that late? Yeah, I think I it, was it came out earlier than that. No, I think it came out 2008. Maybe 2007. Maybe I I'm think wrong. 2007. Yeah, but I remember seeing this either movie with way, my dad. <laughs> wow. Either way, this movie holds up amazingly well, but it does yeah. very much attack me on a personal level. Like, went and saw I this film that. and did not feel like it was right that they put me on screen yeah. for the whole this world to see. Movie. Maybe. Hey, yeah. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I maybe. would definitely be okay with reviewing that movie. Yeah. Emma Stone uh, before she was Emma Stone. Yeah, when, it was uh, like, who's this fun was, new person? Who's this fun new person? Kellum, are you a psychopath? Who uses terminology like that? Like that, that, that sounds so for like this fun new person. If somebody said that to me, person. I would it's definitely be like, I'd be like, where's the cocaine you were hiding? Excuse that's me, the, sir. That's the boss. <laughs> the boss that like just gets out of his office and like hands papers to his secretary and then uh, to like the person who's about to have an interview, like, oh, who's this fun new person? Yeah. yeah, yeah like, no. like, what? <laughs> what? I have to leave. <laughs> fun new person. Yeah. I was gonna apply for this job. The boss called me a fun new person. And I, I left the right then and there. <laughs> yeah. yeah I shut like, so yeah. I immediately came to the HR yeah. office instead yeah. of going to my interview. I, sl- I slashed his tires and left. Yeah. Uh, so we appreciate yeah. you coming through and joining us again for another episode, Colin. Yes, we'll thank have you. you back. We'll have you back and do super bad the next time that you join us. Okay. Um, yeah, you call, we like don't do plug? call shots here. You can't do this. You can't do a call shots office. You know how this goes. Oh, you no, I said, I said that we'd have him back the next time he's on to do super bad. I didn't say well, what time that episode would be. Well, also, we might, know? We yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure this out. Yeah. Dates, I also, you know? I've been messaging them things I want to do. Most of them are probably movies that at least Thomas doesn't want to do. But well, that's fine. We that's you we know that's my life. That. You know, you peek behind the curtain. You don't know how many no's Kellum gets before he gets a yes. Okay, you peek behind the curtain. That's fair. That's fair. I, I suggest I suggest a lot of things. Um, Kellum but, uh, suggested that I watch a three and a half hour Indian movie this week, and I said no. That movie is supposed to be great. Okay, it, a lot of things are supposed to be great. Our, our, Thomas doesn't have three hours. Like, was it no. Rise, Roar, Re- Revolt, or something like that? If, it's supposed to be amazing. If we're watching a three-hour foreign film, I promise you right now it's going to be Seven Seal or The Raid Two. We are not wasting time. Did you say Seven eight. Seal? Do you mean Seven yeah. Samurai? Yes, because Seven Seals like two hours. It's not three, but yeah. still, I yeah. I mixed up my Bergman with my Kurosawa. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But regardless. Uh, <laughs> We could do the raid. We could do raid two. 
Yeah, that'll be a I'm, great. I'm still, I'm still looking film. forward to doing Van Helsing. We we, we have will, to do Van we will Helsing. Never, yeah. we will never, no, we will so never be doing Van when Helsing. when Van Helsing came out, my dad went and bought tickets, and he came back, and he had like bought me like a Van Helsing like like sweat wristband that said Van Helsing on it. I wore that to school every fucking day for like months. <laughs> like, it, was, <laughs> it was a great gateway drug for like here are the collector sets for all of the old black and white, like fucking Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman yes. from the Black Lagoon. And also guess what? There are books and read all the books and like, yes. yeah. yeah. That was like is a, a starter goth kit. Yes, it's I get a starter it. Kit. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, but Kellum, I'd like to point out you also were weird when those things were happening. So I don't doubt that you were wearing a freaking wristband. Whoa, I'm whoa. weird now. Come on. Okay. <laughs> That's that is so fair and accurate. You, <laughs> Thank you. you you went from weird in one way to weird in a completely weird different way. Thank you. you know? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but you were you used to be very socially weird. And now I would say I still that you am. choose no, I say now you choose to be socially weird. You As know how to behave. Yeah. You just choose not to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, I've witnessed you in public. You know. Yeah, I, I, I intention, I intent, intentionally off-putting, and I like it. Yeah. Intentional. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like that. I think that's the best way to go. You know, people yeah. say like somebody has a, a resting bitch face. I think you should just have resting. You know, like well, unintentional off-puttedness. I think. Yeah. I, no, I, I have resting. I have RBF. It's it's major. I, <laughs> I I had to take photos for something the other day, and someone was like, "Okay, smile." And I was like, "Okay, I'm smiling." And they're like, "You're absolutely not. Like, there's no." <laughs> <laughs> no muscle on your face moves and i'm like because like for me like if i'm aware of my smile muscles i think i'm smiling so i'm like okay <laughs> and they're like you can't like it's not it's not a thing you can't do that no, I'm not smile. it's fine it just means i won't have wrinkles when i get older it's fine I'm okay sure. with it. except yeah. for the fact that you will yeah. well you might not you don't have the sun like we do so you might not right as you can see from i always notice when we're recording these and like when i'm like on my my zoom calls with my therapist how like liquid paper white my skin is always like especially you can't tell because of the beautiful christina hendrix like behind me but it is like the same shade as my wall behind me and it, you know we don't have the sun up here we get 80 days of sun a year you know what's speaking up like I, I don't know where this this existed i don't know if we should call it out but the fact that like kellen's background like I have super sexy Bruce Willis as my background, but Kellum it's has out baby. Yeah, yeah. Kellum has Christina Hendricks filleting flubber on, oh. and that's the background. Like that is. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely some mouthplay happening. Like yeah, like I was like, what what do you want to describe it as? You want to sort of like lessen it, that it's, down? It's, that's it, it, that's it, literally what it is. I mean, you know, it's that's an interpretation of what's happening there, and it but will not be strictly... Christina Hendricks to look good doing it though. Absolutely, like it's still like I mean, <laughs> leave it to her to do anything looking good, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Much. Um, yeah. but also, oh, I'll, if you would like to get roped in, Colin, with us, Kellum had has forced me to commit to an entire Highlander series review. Yeah, uh, we we began this recent. We have gone through Highlander one and Highlander two. Which is by far, it, it was like, oh, this is the worst film of all time. That movie's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is not. So all the t- all the words of bad stuff you've heard about Highlander two are probably accurate, but also completely incorrect. Like, yeah, just so you know. Yeah. So like, we're, we're like, we're, oh, this film has no script. It's terrible. We're, we're beginning yeah. a journey through 
Hi, all of the Highlander films, which also will necessitate us watching the Highlander series <laughs> because the uh, movies four and five are not about the films, they're about the, the series. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll pull you into this, uh, yeah, please this, do. This into this trap. world. There can yeah. be only one, yeah, yeah, theme me into but, it. And then I assume we're also going to do Outlander, anything Lander, anything, like, yes, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. we we will do our 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 flag means death cast as well. Like that is that is absolutely a thing that's going to happen. Yeah, um, and then if we're doing all of those things, you know, if, if we have to do things like if either one of you force me through any more flubbers, I will make both of you review a sport film. Do I'm not going, test me. Okay, I, I will make you yeah. watch a yeah. film about sports, and I, it will not I, be Moneyball. I, I accept this as well. Well, we'll I, I will like as, as in as I, I was watching this and I was like, I've done a bad thing. <laughs> like I, 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 I have to too. watch Airbud right now or I hey, I do love Space Jam. We could do Space Jam. Like no, Space Jam is unwatchable. It would be neither one. <laughs> I would make you watch something so wholesome and fun that you would be like, Why am I watching this? No, not Rudy, not remember the Titans. You know, no, it would nothing be, else I've seen in like US history class. It would be like, I would make you watch something like Any Given Sunday. Okay. Or, you know, well, something some 30 of that for nature. 30 movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, a thirty for thirty is absolutely on the table yeah. in that scenario. Okay. Um, all, right. all right. Well, we're, we're we're belaboring the point, but uh, but let's let's yeah. wrap this up. Yeah. So, Colin, <laughs> let's jump into your your plugs. Anything you want to you want to pimp yourself out for? Oh, thank you. Just the one. So hopefully you'll listen to the queer to queer cast, and you can find us at queer to queerfest.com. That's where we have film festival things coming up. We're gonna have the, the two lovely people here on for uh, some film selection yes views and stuff that's all coming up probably in well by the time this releases maybe like two months because um, our film festival is actually June uh, or excuse me July 2nd and so if you are interested in queer cinema definitely check us out and then you can follow us on Instagram at queer underscore two underscore queer and so thank you once again uh, for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's always fun. Absolutely. Always, always a, a, an extreme pleasure to have you on as always. Um, uh, yes, and you can, uh, you can find me at Cool Gollum on every bit of social media that you can think of other than the TikTok uh, as per usual. You can find Thomas at Stimpy is King on Twitter. Uh, check out his po- other podcast, uh, Stimps and Ain't Easy. You want to hear more top five lists and uh, talks about uh, sports, 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 uh, left fieldsman last that was, was that yeah, the last that was, episode? Yeah, and, yeah. and guess what? Uh, so if we did left field last time, what, what was your guess be on this week's topic? Is, is it going to be, it's going to be right field, right? Wrong. It's center field. Oh, I don't know anything you. about right in the middle. About this. You, this is, you, we this don't is, jump across that way. That's not how this, life works. This is far too straight for me. Um, you don't eat one end of the ice cream sandwich and then go to the okay. other end of the ice cream sandwich. You have to okay. work your way down. All right. All right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, go, go over there. It's a, it's a good, uh, wholesome family time <laughs> over there. Um, and I don't know uh, if it's wholesome. I don't want to lie to you. It it's not very wholesome. It isn't that. So. It definitely isn't that. There's a lot. Of, there's family, a lot of fuzzing. But there's a lot of wholesome. there's a lot of stuff getting fuzzed out there. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, you can please uh, reach out to us at observecast 
at Twitter. Uh, if you want to find us over at Instagram, we are at Unqualified Observers on Instagram. You can also email us at unqualifiedobservers at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Tell us, you know, how you feel about the podcast. We always love to hear anybody, any proof that anybody is listening to this podcast is like, like the sweetest nectar to me. Um, so I'm, I'm always a big fan of that. If there's anything that you're like, hey, I think you folks would uh, enjoy, you know, watching and talking about this film pass it on over uh we will uh, we'll take a look at it we are always yeah. uh, open to suggestions oh um, also fun fact uh hmm. don't know if you know this or not but apparently you can send voice messages through anchor to the podcast you listen to so if you wanted to download the anchor app and then send us a voice message to our okay. podcast you can do that i will absolutely not play it on air but i will listen to it and then answer the subsequent if, questions well, that you send let's, in let's let's say this try and get on air see what you can see how you can do yes it. if Maybe, you if yeah. you put something that's that's so good i gotta add it i will do that for yeah, you. yeah yeah let's, let's uh, see if you can get on if you can get also on if you want we we did open our own uh call in line so you can call in personally and leave messages if you want the phone number is 867-5309 any area what? code just type in your area code <laughs> 867-5309 Oh, nine. No, you, you're doxing you somebody. You can't do, you, do that. Do you got <laughs> you're it? You're doxing a human you being it? right now. <laughs> don't do okay, this. You, you don't got do that, this. You got that number off the wall? Don't, okay. Don't do this. Uh, Where's my pen to click? We have to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you're doxing like somebody. Kellum, I'm literally doxing nobody because nobody has that phone number because that is the phone number from the song Jenny by Tommy Tutone. Hey, you knew somebody who had that phone number once upon Tell a time. Him. That is a real that thing. That is a made-up story. That no, person not. did not have that number. It's, it's okay. Um, Anyways, but regardless, all right. Everyone, again, it's been wonderful. Uh, thank you again to our guest, Colin. Uh, it's been a great time as usual. And uh, on that note, I'm Kellum. And I'm Thomas. And we don't know anything. Thank you.